Welcome to the Covenant Women Podcast with Dr. Adonica Howard-Brown, your on-demand source for Holy Ghost-filled preaching and teaching. You bring blessing everywhere you go. You bring freedom. You bring liberty. Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Be refreshed, encouraged, and strengthened as you hear the Word today. as a very young girl, I always had a desire in my heart to have a family one day, to be a wife and to be a mother. And the Lord has blessed me with that, married to an amazing man and two wonderful children, Madison, who's eight, and Brooklyn, who's five. When I got pregnant with Madison, I was so excited about the experience that I was going to get to go through and all the wonderful things I was going to get to experience. But unfortunately, it didn't end up being everything that I expected. Um, you know, a lot of people wake up with morning sickness, but unfortunately I had morning sickness. I had afternoon sickness. I had evening sickness. I had in the middle of the night sickness, and it just never seemed to stop for nine months of my pregnancy. So when we were leaving the church the day, the Lord said to us, she's part of the plan. So I really stood on that word my whole entire pregnancy and just believed in the Lord that it was going to be a supernatural time in my life. And um, I remember the day that my, my water broke and I was at home and I called my husband and I said, you better get home. I said, we're about to have a baby. And um, the room was ready. Everything was set. My mom and dad were even in town because I had had contractions, you know, going on a few weeks before that. And I got to the hospital and the only thing I kept hearing was, she's part of the plan. She's part of the plan. So I get to the hospital and I, I find out I'm not even dilated except for a one. And 12 hours go by, and I'm finally dilated to it too. 20 hours go by, and I'm still dilated to it too, and nothing's progressing. Uh, 24 hours go by, and I remember the midwife walking into the room, and she said, Kristen, she said, I just want to let you know. She said, you're not a failure if you choose to have an epidural. And I said, no way. I've been standing on this word. I'm having a supernatural childbirth. This is what I'm believing God for. I can't have no epidural. Well, about 28 hours go by, and still there's no progression or anything was happening and uh, my husband and I spoke, and we decided to have the epidural. About an hour, two hours go by, and, and still the pain was just so, so tough, and nothing was really, um, was really happening. And, and they came in, and the doctor said, you know what, I, let's try this again, and let me give you an epi another epidural. So they did. By this point, we're probably 32 hours into labor, and, and nothing is progressing. And, and I remember my midwife and the doctor that was on call that day, they're arguing back and forth, and the midwife saying, she needs to have a C-section, which was kind of the opposite of what I was expecting her to say. And, and the surgeon saying, no, she's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. So about 35 hours into this labor, um, the, the doctor comes into the room, and he said, I'm going to give you some medication. I just want you to sleep and just rest for a little bit. So... I began to close my eyes, and my husband's laying on the couch, you know, the wonderful, such a comfortable couch that they have in the labor and delivery room. And uh, a few minutes later, all of a sudden, the lights get thrown on, and there's about seven people in that room. And I'm like, what is going on? What is going on? And uh, the doctor comes in, and he says, we got to take you. We got to take you. We've lost the baby's heart rate. And they couldn't find the baby's heart rate. By that time, they'd already put a monitor inside of me so they could be tracking her. And uh, they gave my husband this white suit to put on because he was getting ready to go into the OR with me. And I remember rolling into the OR and I was getting ready to go in. They said to my husband, I'm sorry, you can't stay here though. You can't come in with us. You have to sit right here. You can't be part of this. We'll come and get you in just a few minutes. So as I'm in the, the OR, I'm asking um, this nurse who was actually part of the ministry and she had been a nurse for over 35 years, labor and delivery nurse. I said, where's my husband? Where's my husband? And... Um, and they said, they're going to get him in just a minute. You know, just, just relax and just stay calm. You know, we're about to take this baby out. 
And as they began to go and began to cut me open, all of a sudden I could feel it. And at that moment they realized that none of my epidurals were taking and that's why the contractions were so bad. So they said, at this moment, I'm gonna have to put you to sleep and I'm very sorry, but your husband's gonna have to stay outside and can't come in. Of course, the whole time, my whole world now is crashing in because I'm thinking, my God, I can't do this by myself. And um, I remember the word of the Lord. She's part of the plan. She's part of the plan. And um, a few hours, I wake up and there she is laying on my chest and um, the pain, of course, was just so horrific. And I kept saying, I need more pain medication. I need more pain medication. And they said, we've given you all that you can have. You just have to wait. You just have to relax. But um, I got taken up to the, to the room, the recovery room with my little girl. And for the very first time, I got to hold her. And it was such a wonderful experience. And, and three days later, we were released from the hospital and we got to go home. Well, right after that, it was a few days after we had received... Um, you know, we had gotten home, and the lady that was in the OR with me, who was a friend of ours from the ministry, she came, and my husband sat down. He got his phone out, and he was getting ready to record, record her, and he said, please tell me the story. He said, I didn't get to be there. He's like, but I'm sure it was such a wonderful thing that you got to see. And she said, actually, she said, in 30 years of, of being a labor and delivery nurse, she said, it was the most horrific thing that I'd ever seen in my life. She said when your baby was born, she had no response and she was not breathing. And she said, and Kristen was hemorrhaging on the table and we actually weren't even sure if she was going to survive. And I remember that day, the word of the Lord came to me. And this is what he said. He said, Isaiah 41.10, he says, Do not fear anything, for I am with you. And do not be afraid, for I am your God. He said, I will strengthen you and be assured that I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you and with my righteous hand, a hand of justice, of power, of victory, and of salvation. And I said, you know what? I will never fear another day in my life. God, I know that she's part of the plan, and she's here, and I'm just so thankful that she's alive and that I'm alive today. A few years go by, and we make the decision if we're going to have another child or not, and my husband's like, we're not having any more kids. I can't, I can't see you go through that again. And the word of the Lord came again. Isaiah 41.10, do not be afraid, for I am with you. And that day we made a decision, you know what, I think we're going to try and have another daughter, or at the time we didn't know it was a daughter, but have another baby. And that's the verse I stood on my whole entire pregnancy with my second one. And I'm so glad I did because I can't imagine my life without the one that I have now as well. But I just want to encourage you, although things look rough and maybe you go through a situation, the word of the Lord is, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid because I am your God. So just know that whatever you're going through, God is on your side and there's nothing to fear because he's gonna walk you through and he's gonna be there to hold your hand the entire time.